So, um, Quaaludes, why'd they stop making them? I don't understand. They were so much fun. It was such a good time. I keep trying to get a hold of new ones, but these high schoolers are gouging me. Incredible prices. I just can't afford my habit. Let me try it. Lift my microphone up. Ah, that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, this should be pretty good. I'm up in the lab hey. because the, uh, the, the, the fire and ice machine is buzzing quite loudly. Oh, there. He went off. Nice. Nice. So you're good? Yeah. You're still, you're still still recording? You're going? Oh, yeah. Going? No, I've been, yeah, I've been recording the whole time. Ooh, I have salt oh, bit. Oh, nice. Ha. You got salt bit? I've got salt bay here. We're doing an interview with salt bay. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, folks. This week we're doing a little. Uh, what kind of what kind of wine do you think Salt Bay likes? Uh, genuinely, I think he's a fan of um, Barefoot Moscato, but nice. it, you know he sells it for nine hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah, yeah, of course. <clears throat> yeah, I figured he'd be like a. I mean, I feel like the the standard stock answer is like Camus. Like I could see that guy pounding Camus. Oh, of course. Yeah, no. The, just actual, fucking an, the, actual the leader answer, bottles. Yes. No, yeah, he's just like. Housing magnums of Camus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what the fuck is the deal with Camus doing one liter bottles? They do one liter bottles. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what the point of that is. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe it's just to re- reflect the overall European uh, um, essence of those wines. Yeah, I love a wine brand that's that their their thing is just saying fuck you to other people. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those. Yeah, we're not gonna list them here. If if you were listening, no. hoping we would, yeah. Yeah, we are no, actually going to talk about wine this episode. I think we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, we we got no, a we lot of feedback. Uh, yeah, the uh, screenwriters of uh, Where the Crawdads Sing have taken legal <laughs> action against us. Yeah. So uh, for the time yeah. being, we need to ta- stop talking about movies. Um, yeah, so the, can... and those lawyers really have a you know great Gatsby type of budget. You know. Yeah. Well, and they uh, yeah. they they know how to exercise it. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. Uh, where the crawdads sing turns out to be a courtroom, um, and mm-hmm. we uh, we don't really let, uh, we're uh, we're not keeping up with the rhythm. If you take oh. take my meaning, yeah, take, like the crawdads are all a bunch of snitches. Yeah, take my meaning. Oof, more like take my money. Uh, At patreoncom corktaint. Yeah, this is a non-Patreon yeah. episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Now we're gonna have to do ad reads. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, dude, that'd be good. No, doing ad um, reads for. So movies. the first winery that their their whole thing is kind of saying that they're better than other people's. Sellers Jesus Christ, man! Is uh, the first. <laughs> yeah, Timestamp that one. Three minutes and thirty seconds. Uh, I did that one for you, buddy. Yeah, that's their motto. <laughs> Yeah. Just the winery's motto is "We're better than you." Yeah. Yep. Instead of just editing that out, can you please just replace it with like a very clearly stitched in audio of some other brand? It's like, yeah, uh, you know. But who'd be funny? Would be a funny brand for that. Like we can't say it now because then. Uh, yeah. Or no, we could. We could. We could just brainstorm some. Uh, some yeah, we can. Brands yeah, we can. We can brainstorm. Yeah. I'll edit this out, and then I'll. I'll. I'll no, no, you gotta leave this part in. And, oh, okay, yeah, cool. But it's just, yeah, yeah. You know, pe- people hear it, and then it just goes into it. Just degenerates immediately. Nice. Uh, wine brands that their thing is we're better than you. We're better than other. We're we're better. Um, 
Well, there is an obvious answer that we've talked about many times in terms of a brand, but their way of saying that is, hey, we can put whatever the fuck we want on a label and it'll yes. be $300, yes. so you can go fuck yourself. It can be yourself. real animals, it can be robotic animals, it can, it can be, be half and half. Yeah. Um, it's another brand that's like, we're better than you. I mean, Rotor has had some moments of that in terms of their yeah. public relations images. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be serious about which, like, wineries think they're better than everyone Screaming else, Eagle, definitely. Scre- oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought you were going with the, the, the sarcastic opinion of ones where, like, we're better than you, and it would be like, yeah, it would be like, I don't know, like, Barefoot or, like, you know, Yellowtail <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Drink our, drink our wines to really flex your status. Yeah, we're better than you, Yellowtail. <laughs> yeah. Could work. We yeah. could try it. We could do it, yeah. It's we could do brands it. that are really like humble, like really just like nose to the grindstone, uh, not you know not arrogant at all wines. Um, yeah, um, I mean, I'm drinking. I, I would I would argue that uh, pretty much one of the, the 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 white wine that I'm drinking tonight is made by that sort of producer is uh, a Belpont. Mm, yep, Belpont. Um, their Belloso. Yeah. Uh, is very good and that's the wine i'm drinking tonight or the one of the white one i ever also ever read um but he kind of like just preemptively him, he, like none of the wines we're talking about this evening are necessarily like uh examples of the thing we're going to be talking about we're going to continue shrouding that in mystery we just keep hinting at like the thing we're yeah, going to be yeah, talking yeah. about but never actually yeah, yeah, get yeah. to it and just like yeah 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 stay tuned to find out what the topic of the episode yeah. is no, I'm just excited to, to to when I edit this to add the William F. Buckley theme music and then have it going into Christopher Walken talking about Quaaludes. <laughs> Why? That's gonna be it's gonna be a yeah. Now you so... said on many occasions that you wish Quaaludes were still available. Is that a political opinion or something you you just sort of feel personally has been lost by the American uh, public? Well, if I'm honest, I I feel like the personal always political and i came to that realization while eating more quaaludes than (laughs) almost any other person could survive doing um but it is not necessarily indicative of the political state of the state if so they they were they were made illegal because they just were too much fun that's that's what it's that's i think where where we've landed yeah they're just like too groovy you know they didn't like whatever medical purpose they served which i don't even know what i like maybe they were like xanax maybe they got replaced by xanax i don't know maybe oh man okay here we go according to wikipedia the rights to quaalude were held by um basically pfizer Uh, before the drug was discontinued in the u.s 1985 mainly due to its psychological addictiveness widespread abuse and illegal recreational use so yeah it was too much fun it was too much fun but also very addictive. So sort of the opposite of the thing we were theorizing before we started recording. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One time Pfizer was like, ooh, this might be uh, bad for people. So maybe we shouldn't yeah. make it. Yeah. Yeah. That's lame, man. Like the one time they decide to like fucking do something. Yeah. You know, for the for the public good mm-hmm. in earnest. Like why'd you have to choose that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, unfortunately, I... <laughs> because quaaludes are no longer available, I've gotten 17 doses of the Pfizer vaccine <laughs> just chasing that high. Yeah, hope, hoping, yeah. Hoping yeah. to recapture what I used to refer to as it's quaalude fever. The 70s style. Uh, but unfortunately, 
all that has really resulted in is me developing a new strain of COVID that is unique uh, to me. Uh, and yeah. I am essentially patient zero for mm-hmm. a, a new form of COVID that I, I, I have personally, because of how I contracted it, been referring to as uh, Queludovid. But I mm-hmm. understand that I should have probably contacted the CDC before coming on your talk show to announce that there is a much more dangerous uh, and transmissible disease than COVID. <laughs> or, in fact... So we're talking about volatile acidity. Mo- monkeypox, That's the monkeypox. Don't even need to worry yeah. about Volatile anymore. acidity is the monkeypox of wine floss. In where, that uh, it's pretty fun and you kind of, <laughs> you know, can really... A certain amount of it, not so bad... But, mm-hmm. you know, you really want to make sure you're uh, uh, making very apparent to any yes. sexual partner yes. that you, yes. in fact, uh, have a potentially, uh, potentially virulent case of uh, volatile monkeypox. Mm-hmm. Really, monkeypox has not been in the news. And neither is volatile acidity, no. which, you know, uh, we yeah. can... <laughs> Go on and on. I think uh, not. No, yeah, that's look. Hey, uh, I mean, we got our spot on Rogan. Like, we're gonna be on Rogan, and he thinks yeah. that we're gonna be on yeah. it to talk about uh, where the crawdads sink because um, that's mm-hmm. apparently his favorite movie. Um, because yeah. he's been you know where they sang mm-hmm. Atlantis. Atlantis, yes. Well, in the Atlanteans. Uh, yeah. Hey, shout out to to any of our gaming heads out there. Atlantean wine. Uh, uh, super high in VA, like wild VA numbers on that stuff. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, but um, in the Neil Gaiman novel Neverwhere, there's a moment where uh, mm, there's a moment mm. where some characters get to drink mm. wine from Atlantis, and it's uh, oh, okay. it's supposed to be pretty good. There's a the angel of Ipswich, I think, or the angel of mm-hmm. yeah. There's an angel that's supposed to watch over London. Um, just spoiling the book for people um nice yeah 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 no no this is what this this is actually we changed this into a spoilers podcast yeah well, this is a this is a spoiler quaaludes and, and spoilers this, is, this wine is about uh this sorry this podcast is about uh wine spoilage vectors but also spoiling um yes any yes. media that might have anything yes. to do with wine which is you know you could argue that uh where the crowd at sing has nothing to do with wine and it was incredibly irresponsible to record an hour-long yeah. podcast just about how much I, <laughs> that people paid for. Yeah, I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People would, could be, people could claim that it was inappropriate to take their money to do an entire episode about something that no one wanted to hear about a movie that I haven't actually seen. But um, uh, to those people, I would like to say you can complain and ask for your money back when you supplies with quaaludes so yeah your move uh but also thank you for subscribing and we really really appreciate it and uh yes but we we really don't want to lose your uh your listenership so please um please don't unsubscribe we won't we won't we won't make a habit now go ahead i dare you no go ahead unsubscribe i fucking dare i double dog dare i i triple dog dare you look if you don't want to hear 
bad Christopher Walken impersonation, uh, <laughs> you really need to be listening to different podcasts because life is a brief opportunity to uh, do quaaludes and drink wine, even if those quaaludes or that wine has uh, unpleasant volatility. I'm not, by the way, yet convinced that we should have stopped talking. H- how are people with monkeypox doing? I really... <laughs> I don't I, know, dude. I want to know. They, had a va- they made a vaccine, right? I yeah, think they did. I, uh, yeah, but like, is that vaccine, you know, is that just another Pfizer thing where people are going to get wow, too addicted? That's true. And then they are going to yeah. discontinue production of life-saving material. Uh, I, yeah. Why are we being kept out of the loop, as it were, uh, out of the loop, out of the monkeypox loop, mm-hmm. monkeypox hyperloop? So VA stands for volatile acidity. I think we've said that already. We, um, yeah, if we it, haven't. It comes in... If we haven't, okay, so yes, it comes in a bottle. Acidity. Like Quaaludes. It does. Uh, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> However, unlike Quaaludes, it's still being made every day. Every and day. And a lot of people are consuming it. Yes. Often, and they're not having as mm-hmm. much fun. And they're addicted to it. So, and they're addicted to it. And yeah. Pfizer owns so. the rights to it, weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every time somebody makes a bottle of wine that has VA in it, then Pfizer actually gets a cut of it. Sort of a Monsanto product. situation. Yeah. You'll exactly. You'll be sued yeah. into the ground if you make a VA wine without yeah. um, subscribing to. Yeah. You, if you're not paying Pfizer the annual subscription to their, uh, to their VA, then you're. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but so to disappoint people right away, this is not anything to do with veterans. Uh, no, if you're a yeah. veteran, um, uh, thank you for your service. However, this episode is not about you. Okay, so don't try to make it about yourself. Don't all right? try to make it some sort of deer hunter scenario where, <laughs> if you are listening oh, to this, nice. please the only form of. Russian roulette you should be playing is to go and buy a bottle of wine fully aware that it might be loaded with VA, but don't, you know, this bit is very dark and not funny (laughs) if you have not seen The Deer Hunter. Yeah, so... Could be described um, as wildly insensitive. my, My concern, typically... With uh, wine and food is not. I mean, like it's. I guess it's 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 useful for people to know where like VA comes from. But my Bacteria. main yes, there we go. Ding ding ding. Correct. And I think that's it. So now we can talk about the, the yeah. fun stuff, like what what VA, like you know, it it you know what it's what it smells like, what it tastes like, what it does to wine, what wine <laughs> it's found in, all that sort of all that sort of shit. Um, when people you... talk about wine turning into vinegar, they're talking about VA, folks. Balsamic vinegar, yeah. yeah, that that little like cutting edge of the balsamic vinegar. That's the like whiff of like, hmm, that yeah. seems separate from the you know. I, I don't really know what like the base of balsamic vinegar is. Usually, I've always you mean like the the acid in there? Well, no, no, the, the acid is uh, mostly I think acetic acid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the what? What do people make balsamic vinegar out of? What is bals? Is it balsa wood? Is it what is balsam? Balsamic vinegar. I will. I'm. I'm going to now read from from Wikipedia. This episode is brought to you by 
Wikipedia, you got a random question about something like Quaaludes or Christopher Walken, <laughs> go to Wikipedia. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can help maintain the biggest source repository <laughs> okay. Okay, of information. So, so, so traditional balsamic vinegar is produced um, from... They take typically from white grapes, so typically Trebbiano grapes. Um, then they boil them down to reach like a 30% um, sugar, so 30 bricks. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they ferment it. Um, and yeah, it ages, they age them in uh, casks. And um, yeah, that's the real, that's that. So they literally make wine and then they let it turn into vinegar. So yeah, if, you, uh, if you're too much of a coward to try and make wine, Normally, just make vinegar. I'm losing the. Uh, I don't know if I ever had it. Yeah, no, Anyhow, you did, but... and it's it sort of faded into the into the distance. You know, like a, like an old couple being sent to that or to the to that like elven land when they get shipped off when they die. You know, <laughs> just kind of shipped off into the sunset. Like that. That's that's where that impression went. I'm waiting for Frodo at the Grey Havens <laughs> to travel. The undying lands across the sea, or as I like to refer to it, Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The land, that's it for the, sure. the land of milk and balsamic vinegar. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Oh uh, no, that's no, that's good. Yeah. Although people from Jersey, I think, would also be proud of their tomatoes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, okay. Well, that yeah. does. So yeah, all wine has in it the uh, the seeds. Well, no, not mm-hmm. the seeds. The the potential, the, 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 yeah. the metaphorical seeds. The not metaphorical the seeds. seeds. You can make <laughs> shitty vinegar out of wine. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah. If you're ever drinking with a with a winemaker or a wine professional, and they taste something that's if they taste something, they go, ugh, it's fucking salad dressing. The wine probably has really high VA. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Yeah, they're uh, you know, or they accidentally drank salad dressing and thought it was wine. Totally, I think at, I had a nickel so for every so time that a, it happened to me. <laughs> there's all there's a whole spectrum. Ten, right? Cents. So there, so it goes anywhere, <laughs> anywhere from like sort of you know, um, yeah. So if you smell wine and it has like not super high, but has a, a little bit of it, sort of like tickles the inside of your nose a little bit. Yep. Um, and sort of some a people, sharp sensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so you know at like ele- you know more elevated levels, but a little bit of it, um, people will sort of you know intentionally uh, try to get like some very small amounts to help uh, like promote uh, like aromatic mm-hmm. like lift. Yeah, for example, it's this lift. Yeah, because well, it, it makes it more aromatic, right? That's yeah, the, that's well, the, the general idea. The volatile part of volatile acidity, like it mm-hmm. does make it is a it is a more volatile like aroma or like compound like it'll volatilize off and mm-hmm. that will help like other like other esters and like smell things get uh kind of perceived like you'll you'll pick up on them so it can open up the fruit in wine a little bit to a certain point like it'll pop like cherry and in red wines it'll pop like cherry strawberry notes a little bit mm-hmm. and white wines sort of like a very you know citrusy uh lemony grapefruity thing will kind of like that's but that's at very low levels. That's it. Like so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Volatile acidity, like other compounds in wine, is like usually measured at grams per liter, I believe. Um, and perceptibility of VA 
might have the the uh, order of magnitude there, but I wrong. But I believe it's grams per liter. And volatile acidity has a perception threshold of I think 0.8 grams per liter. So okay, yeah. If you and so it is a like volatile acidity, like many things in wine, there is actually a legal limit to it. So if a wine has a, hmm. a VA of above like 1.4, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. that is illegal. You're not supposed to. Which don't tell the <laughs> Don't tell the natural wine community that. It'd be devastating. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that like no one's that'd ever be, checking. That'd, so that'd like, be very good. Yeah. Just go in, you just go into like a natural wine bar and you have a little a little tool that measures it, you know? Yeah. You, you have and a little like, like, but you also have a siren on your head, like a police, <laughs> like, a, like <laughs> the lights from a police car just on your hat. Yeah, yeah. Just walk in, just take a sip. It's and like walking it through the door, like hitting, hitting the door frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you have the full rack of like police cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, For straight off the top sideways. of the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just you like a... turn your head and you clear a whole bunch of glasses all over like a, a waitress is carrying a tray of glasses oh god <laughs> you know we could do, we could we could easily write i would love to write a sitcom with you that would be that'd be so one much, of the funniest oh, things yes oh yeah <laughs> oh folks I've, if you want I've, us to have a have a sitcom then sign up uh oh we uh, like give if them we money. leverage this into like <coughs> excuse me other podcasts have uh, are laying the groundwork for this, but we really want to carry through the uh, the vision of transitioning from a podcast format into a television format. But instead of like a talk show <laughs> yeah. kind of thing, we want to do mm-hmm. a full scripted, you know, yeah, uh, how I met your mother type of. Yes, we want to make a show. Yeah. We like cork taint the show is called how I sucked your penis. How I sucked. Your... Yes, exactly. And so it's yeah. uh, we would have a full on, you know. We're talking six seasons in a movie. It's a sitcom yes. bit set in a yes. winery or like wine, yes. and, you know, like a tasting room. And yeah, yeah, and it's about the love lives of a crew of uh, lovable misfits, sort of, uh, yeah. you know, sexually thirsty. Yeah. <clears throat> young, young bucks, you mm-hmm. know? Yes. Just <laughs> on the prowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you could have a bunch That's... of spin off series that are like people going to like do harvest in different hemispheres and stuff yeah and yeah. You know, like the lady ghostbusters version of it uh-huh yeah you can do sexually you can do all sorts women. of stuff yeah yes <laughs> yeah yeah you just steal just... all of the lines from from ghostbusters a tv show called sexually thirsty um <laughs> wait honestly that's probably like has has definitely been like in any of those like fucking dating shows like whatever like the like i don't even I don't even know the names of the, any of those fucking shows, but uh, Ninety Day Fiance. Oh, t- was it Temptation? Yeah, Temptation, yeah, like Temptation Island. Island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's sexually thirsty. Like sexually someone thirsty. At least, <laughs> someone at least threw that out, right? Some, at yeah. least in like a meeting, like even as a maybe as like a half joke, but you know, like why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Well, that would be wine another one. Why not? That's my and favorite. That's like people yeah, getting married yeah. at wineries, because that would also yeah. like if you had a TV show, right? Where you have like part of it's in the winery, part of it's in the tasting room, and all that. But you'd also have the like weddings happening at the vineyard every season. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, know. yeah. There's a lot to work yep. with there. It's a, you there's know. all I'm saying, to people, is start start forking over the cash. Yeah, we got we got some work to we got some work to do. We need a new Patreon tier called uh, Executive Producer, where it's just people yes. who are committed to us being made the showrunners of uh, Cork Taint, the television show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I sort of have a running joke with with one um, one listener, one fan who I sort of 
refer to them as the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they want that joke to continue, they're going to have to pay. Yeah. So it's below the Petrus Petrus tier, but definitely above. Yes. Uh, wait, what is how much? How much a month is Leather Cuck? Leather Cuck, I think, is ten. Okay. A month. Pay Pig was twenty, but I think we. I don't know if we changed Pay Pig to something else. Mm. I can't remember, but well. yes, the Petrus tier. I'm a, yeah. Well, anyhow, well, yeah, so so uh, volatile acidity. Volatile as acidity. As far as like faults <laughs> in wine go, um, well, for one thing, very difficult to. Like, making a wine with no VA, like, none whatsoever, uh, very difficult. Making a wine with uh, VA well below perceptibility, pretty doable. Um, oh, we changed Pay Pig to Sugar Daddy. Nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, we gotta, we have to have residual Sugar Daddy, because then you start, <laughs> Oh, that's good. Then you get residual Yeah, sugar. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Ooh, very I good. I like that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, VA, so VA, like, difficult, so VA, the longer you keep wine in barrel, like, one of the main jobs in a winery is topping up barrels, because, like, with whiskey, you just let um, the angel share is what uh, evaporates through, um, out of the barrel over the course of its time in barrel, or in cask, or in, you know, whatever the vessel is, and you don't really worry about it, because, like, as, uh, as it goes away, you don't top whiskey barrels, you just let the angel share go. Uh, with wine, the same thing happens, but you put wine back in the barrel to keep it with as small a surface area as possible and as little oxygen in the in the um, vessel as possible. Because if you have surface area and surface yeast and other microbial uh, organisms living on the surface of the wine being able to, um, in a aerobic environment, they will drive VA up. So you top the barrels to keep VA from rising. But those populations get sort of like seeded at fermentation because if you have open top fermenters, the uh, Acetobacter and other bacterial colonies that produce VA will um, start to develop along with, you know, while Saccharomyces is converting the sugar in the wine or the sugar in the juice into alcohol in the wine, the uh, bacterial uh, populations that are latent will start the process of producing VA and think there are a lot of vectors of like what will get metabolized into volatile acidity but um it's sort of so on that level it's sort of like uh brett so va is kind of like the um like acetobacter is the main one but it's called va because there are a few different things that can do it sort of like how malolactic fermentation there are a few different uh bacterial colonies that will push uh, malolactic fermentation through so it's sort of named after the product as opposed to the um precise organism that's driving it whereas brett is a particular um set of compounds that get produced by brett specifically as an organism so when you say a wine's bready you're referring to the organism that did the thing whereas if you say a wine has va you're referring to the acetic acid that has been produced by a collection of organisms the main one being acetobacter but like just in terms of uh terminology the uh i, I suppose the etymological difference there is one is named after the organism uh and the other is named after the uh product the um produced fault uh which hmm. you know maybe people care about that maybe that's good information to share with people or maybe i'm just trying to pad time and uh say things to make it seem yeah. like i don't desperately <laughs> no, want to no. be talking about where the crawdads sing and how fucking furious <laughs> i am the movies like that exist no 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 i think that's interesting because I mean, so so 
I'll, I'll come back to this point in a second, but so where you typically will find VA in, you know, I mean, if we're talking about nat- natural wines, pretty much like any wine that doesn't see like a lot of sulfur. Um, it's going to give VA. And it's going to give VA, it's yeah. It's going to have it. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and, but also sort of in other, in other uh, types of wines, you're more likely to see it in sort of like um, – Sort of wines that people might call like gamey or like more mm, wild. Yep. So like you know Southern Rhone wines, kind of the same places you might see Brett also mm-hmm. yeah. naturally. Um, it's like Italian, um, maybe some like Spanish wines. Oh yeah, you gotta have a you gotta have a little bit of VA in your Italian wines. You gotta have that. Yeah, you gotta have that little uh, vivas vivace. Totally. Which which kind vivace. of is, is a little interesting because you're saying about you know like sort of the more time the the wine spends in barrel kind of like the higher the more of a risk that you run of it mm-hmm. developing some yeah. sort of VA characteristic and that doesn't make sense because a lot of Italian wines do spend you know extended you know age like spend more time in barrel and Spanish there. wines yeah. and Spanish wines too mm-hmm. yeah so that does but make that does make a bit of sense you also like there is perceptibility is say 0.8 grams per liters where you'd like notice it but then depending on the structure of the wine it could be higher than that and you'll notice it less mm-hmm. if it's a pretty tannic big hefty wine or um mm-hmm. Arguably, if it's lower than that, you still might pick up on the fact that it's there. Like Pinot is a pretty delicate red wine, and like right at about 0.8, even below 0.8, you're gonna be like, "Ooh, there's a bit of VA going on there." Because um, like 0.8 is the like blanket, you know. This is what the human, uh, the human olfactory system can perceive. But everybody's special. Everybody's different. Some people notice it before others. Some people, you know are going to be more aware of it than others. Uh, some people are going to be less aware. Same as cork taint. Yeah, like, it's like, like cork taint. Yeah, yeah exactly. cork taint. I mean, and cork taint's like in the billions of parts. <laughs> parts per billion is where you can like perceive that. So VA, and yeah, we've, I think we've talked about yeah. it also in the context of like VA does fall Even for parts us. parts per trillion. Into, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but VA falls into the like, it's not simply good or bad until it's, until you're really like asserting you know, it when it's bad, it's bad, and it's 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 bad. But before, like there are, like you were just saying, like there are plenty of Italian wines where like a little bit of VA is kind of like de rigueur. It's you know, it's you almost expect it to be there. Whereas you know, with uh, or like you know, it's we've talked about this with like like what you said about rustic or gamey. Like there is a mm-hmm. there's a whole sort of terroir, cellar terroir to uh, Brett and VA where. In bounds, it's totally stylistically correct for certain wines to have a bit of those things going on. But again, there there is a legal limit. There is a there is a point at which the FBI will start knocking on your door and telling you that not only is your opinion wrong, it is also illegal. Because, and this is very important for people to understand, if a wine has a VA or like sulfur use or one of these other things above the legal limit, that's not actually going to be a problem for the producer, but you as the consumer, if you've bought a wine with those things above the legal limit, or say you've bought a wine with an alcohol other than the one listed on the bottle, the FBI goes after you. Uh, they don't care about the producer doing that. They, uh, y- You go to jail. Should I have made clear nice. that that was a joke? or? Uh... No, no, that's it's, it's dead serious, actually. Yeah. yeah that's, it's completely 100%. Yeah. <laughs> actually, well, so here's the thing. The, with the whole natural wine revolution, the... People don't really realize that the roots of the, you know, like unnatural wine, you know, tendencies, mm-hmm. it extends the, the, the tentacles of the deep state. Yeah. Run all the way through. Like, well, I mean, yeah, they're making yeah. limits on VA. Mm-hmm. They're doing all sorts of shit. 
Yeah. Because they don't want you to know what real wine tastes like. No, yeah. They, it threatens power. It threatens power. It people's, people's third eye might open up and they'll realize that there's no such thing as objective good or bad in any context. And, uh, and then, you know, you start to really understand um, what Hillary Clinton's actually, uh, what she's actually trying to do, um, uh, which... <sighs> frankly is a moot point given that she's accomplished what she was trying to do and made quaaludes illegal i'm still fucking like god damn it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. not a lot of people know <clears throat> and this is a very this is a very important thing for people to understand all right this is like this okay so oh god we're gonna get in so much trouble for this but look it's time people stuck with us we, they got through the whole you know movie episode we need to let people in on it so QAnon, right a lot of what the media is presented about that completely false the q and QAnon stands for quaaludes it's quaalude wow. anonymous yeah so what they're trying to let people in on is the fact that quaaludes used to be just a normal pizza topping and what a lot of people didn't understand about those uh about those emails is that in the basement of comet ping pong which there wasn't actually a basement but there was there was a closet in the back with a huge stash of quaaludes and the government seized it. The government seized it, and they've got all the loots. Yeah. They've got all the quaaludes, and yeah. it's like people, so, you know. So, so VA, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think it lends itself. So I, <laughs> I think that both you and I, and then I really, it's like it can be sort of like a, like, a, a, like a like a oh well, <laughs> um, like 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 an acquired taste. And there's definitely a lot of wines that are like sort of more like nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, the people refer to like what a nerdy wine is. I think yeah. It, there are elements of like nerdy wines may or may not tend to have more uh, VA. They, you know, and they might have more like, I know, characteristics that just make them strange. Like, like if it was a really, um, let's say like a, yeah. like a wine with like super high acid or a wine, like a white wine that was like very, very like texturally, like, I don't know, like, like different, like distinct or something like that may, may sort of stand out. Those are reasons what, that could make something sort of like a... You know, like a, a wine nerd thing. It doesn't need to have like some sort of wine flaw. But I think yeah, there's certain wines like from from uh, Jura, Jura, or uh, from you know like where they you know those places they don't you know on those certain wines they don't top barrels and that's just the VA machine. Yeah, well, um, and the, like the idea of like, and I feel like I've come across a couple examples of this. But say you have like a really phenolic white wine, but it's also got mm-hmm. huge like. TA like total acidity is still very high mm-hmm. so it's got a lot of phenolic character and a lot of like breath and it's like kind of difficult to accomplish and I'm maybe I'm just like for the sake of argument right you've got like this phenolic like very plush textural white wine that still has really really high acid that might benefit from a certain amount of like perceptible VA because that'll pull some of the fruit flavors out of the tension that those other two things would just have with each other so mm-hmm. it's like a like you know I don't know if that actually exists. I feel like I've had wines that are like that. But, you know, with what you're talking about, like really nerdy wines where like, say the tannins are really like complex, but and and would like lock down the fruit a bit. But the VA kind of like, like, now I'm thinking of like a red wine where it's like got really complex, really interesting tannins, but the fruit is kind of being like pushed through that by like a little bit of Mm -hmm. VA. Yeah, yeah, you could have like a like a Southern (laughs) own thing or like like a lot of the Chateau Moussard wines are like that or, Mm -hmm. you know, like... um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of um, them, feeling like I haven't had a ton of them, but like super traditional, like uh, Sangiovese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like absolutely. That. Yeah. So yeah. Brunellos and stuff. Well, and then we've also talked a good amount, just you and I, about um, 
pinos that are rustic because there is like an yeah. old world rusticity to certain pinos where like mm-hmm. if a pinot can have like a little bit of brett going on and a little bit of va and it hasn't eroded the wine and so the wine hasn't like been mm-hmm. hollowed out by those things and it still has really compelling fruit character to it uh, and you know like uh like if there's good tannin and acid in a wine like that and but it's got like va and brett and a little bit of tension with it with with each other but there's still fruit there mm-hmm. I, i've had wines like that that i find really interesting and really compelling but they also you know from like a wine production perspective those wines like that are frustrating because like you can have a bottle like that and be like "Ooh, i'm compelled by this <laughs> but also these are things that you have to yeah. be like it's like being it's 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 like um being aware of like art that's it's like it's kind of like van gogh's paintings you know where it's like mm-hmm. stylistically it's very compelling because it's very like very much him doing something that no one else was doing but it's like valuable i think when looking at van gogh's paintings to be like okay well this is like like in essence there's something compelling about how they feel a little sloppy or like quick like it feels like they were painted very very quickly and within bounds that that works really really well there are certain paintings where it's really compelling but then you see some of his other like lesser known works and you're like oh this is like not that good of a painting (laughs) because he you know the same things but they just don't work they don't cohere as well so it's like oh yeah so like i shouldn't as an artist just start from like i like van gogh so i should try to paint like him like that's not right, right that's right. not a healthy response to that stuff whereas yeah, like, yeah. you know it, 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 does that metaphor work sort of like if you're yeah, making a movie yeah. and you see like <laughs> actually this <laughs> no. no i no. mean this i mean this very very like you can make something so sterile where it's like supposed to have the highs and lows of like drama that are like you know the things that you know you're like oh a drama movie's supposed to have like dramatic tension or like you know trauma is supposed to happen to characters and that's where like growth comes from or something but you can like be so by the book and so like um uh it's it can be so antiseptic feeling that there's no character to it at all and that's like you know um i you know i can think of movies like that that maybe we've done whole episodes about um but then on the other side you have something like uh what's a good example of a movie that's like like a, a lot of david lynch stuff where you're like not a lot of people could make a movie like this because it's got a yeah. lot of like kind of rough edges to it and things that don't make sense or questions that don't get answered like literally uh someone like uh roberto bolaño can write stuff that you're like i don't where's this going or like what's the value of this like kafka yeah, yeah, say yeah. and it works yeah. really really well but if you just like start there uh it, it, you're going to write stuff that people are like this is weird and fucked up and funky I yeah don't, i don't yeah. like it and then and then you know they they get kind of confused by that and don't know what to do so they start doing a bunch of quaaludes and uh yeah yeah okay so um the so in white <laughs> like you're saying in white wines right yeah yeah, yeah. um so so I all have over two, the place. So I so I have two wines. Pretty much as soon as you say quaaludes, that's my cue to be like, so the wine that I'm drinking. Um, the, Just like that and the, where the crawdads sing. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna so, have to step yeah, away from so, the mic for a second. So oh, oh, okay, cool. You you used to say yeah, what yeah. you're thinking. So um, I have two wines open. That um, the reason I wanted to do VA is because I opened up a wine uh, the other night that I like a lot. And it um, it had a little more VA uh, character than I was expecting, um, and I was like, "Ooh, this is good! Like, ooh, that's this this, this will be a fun uh, fun thing to talk about. Finish out the uh, or not finish, but you know, continue the wine fault series that we're doing." Yeah, 
And then I was like, oh, I think there's actually another white that, um, I think I have a white that would sort of do the same thing. So the Belpont, the Belloso, mm-hmm. I think it does a very good job of, so, so right, we were talking about reds. Those are the sort of reds that you'd get VA in. And then in, in white wines, I think you get it in like, you know, anything that gets any sort of skin contact, of course, is going to have that. Yeah. Um, and then like Alsatian stuff. Um, some like Sicilian whites, things with like phenolic bitterness. I don't really yeah. get it much in like Riesling. No, um, yeah. Well, do you, uh, do you want a quick aside about that, or do you want to? Sorry, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, sure. You. Well, so so like Riesling, I as and generally, um, it can happen, but like wines with higher acid, it's a more hostile environment for things to take off and. Oh, okay, uh, that makes sense. You know, create problems like that. So it still happens. It still can happen. Uh, you know all over the place but but if you have more phenolics if you have more like sort of like compounds in the wine that bacteria can metabolize into va mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then that will uh that's kind of the vectors along which that happens so like va does exist nice. in things like riesling and champagne and all that mm-hmm. but i feel like yeah like you're saying it's much more common if you have like like i uh like i feel like i've had Alsatian whites that I've had, there, you know, say uh, Gewurztraminer or Pinot Blanc, where there's yeah, yeah, yeah. a different phenolic or character or, or, like or Muscat, yeah, yeah, where there is kind of a point where the the native acidity of the wine will fall off, the like mm-hmm. acidity that builds as the wines uh, or as the grapes are maturing, then yeah, you'll get these, uh, you'll get you'll tend to I feel like have higher potential for VA. Totally. And I think it makes sense on this one because this is a, um, it's a blend. Uh, I think it's a, it's like all the noble Alsatian grapes is a blend of this. So I don't know it's if it's a co-ferment. Like so I don't yeah. know if they take like Riesling, Gewurztraminer, Muscat, whatever. They, if they take all those and then just put them in one tank and or like, you know, press and combine co-ferment them. Ferment together. Yeah, or, yeah. Or if they, yeah. Or if they, yeah, I'm just explaining a co-ferment to people or, um, mm, yeah. or if they're just, you know, doing them separately and then blending it. Right. Um, but generally, um, in just this is an opinion, the better method fermenting stuff separately and then blending it Ooh, yeah Ooh, so yeah it's super good and um you get a lot of like the distinct elements in there from each of the grapes and um a little bit of a little bit of va in there which i think uh lends itself very well to alsatian food and german food mm-hmm. um yeah sort of richer richer dishes um more just overall food food friendliness it's similar to phenolic bitterness in that way where phenolic bitterness almost prepares you for more like um yeah, I mean, it's like the equivalent of tannins for red, so like sort of like heartier things. Mm-hmm. And then VA kind of helps like, um, if you have like creamy dishes, you know, mm, a lot of like a yep. butter sauce or some sort of like it's, delicious yeah. purees or whatever. Be like Just a, that overall, like I feel like, yeah, like it, like the VA complements that like texture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. No, the whole um, counterpoint quality to, because there's like the two, I guess there's like, there's two ways of looking at food pairing where it's like counterpoint stuff where you like have something sort of sharp with something creamy or something um you know and that'd be like the counterpoint idea or something pretty like hefty and tannic with something rich and like meaty so like you know pairing bordeaux with uh steak or something like that yeah which i think oftentimes works that kind of works works better like like you can't do like i think it's like oh yeah if you have like a sort of a like a nice light crisp wine to and we talked about this before like complement like the sort of rich dish if the flavors are really bold in the rich dish it's just gonna fucking steamroll the pretty delicate white wine yeah so you're not mm-hmm. saying you need like some super huge like fat unctuous white wine to cut like a to cut something but like 
I don't know. Champagne's always delicious, and that's rich, but the acidity's so like, yeah, you know, fucking through the through the ceiling. Then it's like you know. But also, you know, or you could have something that has sort of mimics the texture, like if you're doing like potato leek soup or something. Yeah. Like white burgundy works so well with that because you have the, you know, the creaminess and, and sort of texture, but the acid's still really nice and like taut and, and can cut through it. Yeah. Well, just as you were saying all that, I feel like VA does tend to, like if you have a wine with some VA to it, if you're eating something with potatoes in it, it almost like works as a mm-hmm. sponge for like where the like... <laughs> yeah it it kind of tempers what can be unpleasant about the VA if it's, you know, mm-hmm. but if the VA is within bounds, then it's, you know, it's not a problem anyways, but yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm a, I'm, I love this. I love, uh, I love this wine. It's very, very delicious. Yeah. And uh, I'd recommend people go, go try it. Cause it's not expensive and it's like, you know, like 18 bucks, you know? Yeah. Um, you and it's well, very fucking good. Is Edelsvicker a bl- that's a blend of things, right? Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So yeah, so this one is basically like a, a like a, an homage to that. Yeah. Okay. That's. I, I, um. But um. And then the, the red that I have open, the one that originally spawned this idea, is the Evesham Wood, the 2014 Le Puisec, mm-hmm. which the man, this fucking Evesham Wood is so good, dude. <laughs> 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 Those fucking wines are amazing, but um. Yeah, the Le Puisac, normally, like, I haven't really gotten, I haven't, I haven't had any of those with, that had, like, a decent amount of VA on it, mm. um, but, I mean, this isn't, like, through the roof or anything, but it definitely has more, like, sort of lifted aromatics, and having the VA, I think, can make the wine seem lighter bodied yeah. than it would if it did not have it in it, like, sort of make it seem, like, leaner a little bit. Yeah. Oh, well, um, yeah, you're reminding me of something else we should uh, discuss briefly. Yeah, um, and I think, so I had this with... Um, one of the reasons I posted all the pictures of that, like, duck yesterday. Yeah. Um, was so because uh, I was having it with this, so and I hadn't had the wine first. I made the... No, 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 no. <laughs> no slide. I can't. I'm not letting that go. There was, there was one really bad one the other week. So many timestamps you and, have to follow back upon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, anyway, yeah, there was... Um, I, yeah. God, I made a joke that was just dog shit. I can't... I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember, but um, I found that 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 similarly VA in reds mm-hmm. um, pairs like beautifully with um, anything like if it like with game or like yeah. the gamey flavor. Yeah. So if you have like you know like a Syrah or like a Languedoc or something like that or something that's like a big as uh, as one of the Brits would say a big old bastard. You big know? old bastard. A big old bastard of a wine. Yeah, that's got, you know, got a bunch of VA like that with like lamb, you know, mm. gamey lamb, 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 is, lamb fucking is delicious. So fucking good, just generally. Lamb is full, unbelievably like, fucking good. It's such a good dish <sighs> to pair wines with. Like if you're dude, when when you were out here, did I, did I make lamb for you? I don't think so. Oh my. Okay, all right, we're doing that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're doing some lamb chops. <laughs> yeah. That lamb is fantastic. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. it's it's no, just it's a sheep, but we're calling it lamb because it's we're, we're it's acting like it's a baby, little baby sheep. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, no, but so yeah, with the there's certain you know whatever different different varieties of of duck that you know yield you know gamier gamier, gamier flavors and yeah. meat. And also different, you know, pheasant or whatever the fuck else, you know. Yeah. Um, I think Pinot with some more VA in there really just, I mean, Pinot with more VA is like basically synonymous with like Grenache. Mm. In my head in terms of like sort of, um, 
mean, obviously, people would be like, well, Grenache Fight is like wounds. a higher alcohol version of Pinot. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So what's what are we complaining about? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's the issue? But um, nah, but yeah, like, but yeah. So I don't know. It's um, it's really good. Really, to me, like shit, like Pinot and and Grenache is sort of like a Pinot and it's like so, just like a a sliding spectrum on the same sort of. Oh, the weird. same sort of like yeah. d- d- there there are different zones of the same like spectrum. We're we're on the we're on the record talking about how much we fucking love Grenache. Oh yeah, the no, like I was saying, like, yeah, uh huh. The 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 master Sam, the guy who was on the show, yeah, um, who is like all about gamay, like it's his yeah. his fucking thing. I would I could easily see being like I mean not like to that extent because I don't have the fucking like the you would become a master Sam just to start lending your uh, bona fides to just telling people how fucking good Grenache is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I. The, what differentiates me from Justin Moritz? Everybody should go follow him on Instagram at uh, Gamay Face. G A M A Y F A C E is his, is his name. But um, I mean his name's his name's not Gamay Face. His name, you know, it's true. But anyway, um, that's handle or is whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know how to use the internet. His at. Yeah, there we go. That's his at, his at. Yeah. Um, but. I could, I have that same passion for Grenache. Yeah. Because you can, you can get, like, consistency is phenomenal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, if you tell somebody, like, oh, hey, take 23 bucks and go buy a Cote versus, hey, go 23 bucks and go buy, like, a Bourgogne Rouge or something. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Of course. You know, like, absolutely not. Yeah. I'd say, like, the, the, the best value for Pinot Noir is in Oregon, but even if you get, like, a $23 bottle, at least out here, out there, you can get stuff much more reasonable, like, in Oregon price for that much money but out here like your your options are limited and you can get some like it's not going to be bad wine but versus like a spending i mean you can get a good coteron the kermit lynch coteron was like 13 dollars or something yeah. yeah and it was fucking great well, <laughs> and there's a there is a funny quality to grenache versus pinot where like um but also to to keep it to the topic for a moment mm-hmm. um grenache also i feel like handles so this is like a bifurcated thing, but uh, Grenache oh, handles yeah. VA pretty well. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But it also delivers the thing that like if... So the the other problem with VA, right, as an issue, and one of the reasons I was saying that about like tasting it in wine and being like, yeah, this wine's not bad. It's got some VA, but like I like it. Um, that's like, I think it's a very price point related thing where if you're spending, you know, Cote own prices or like, uh, yeah, like $18 on a bottle of wine and it's got some VA, but you still fundamentally like the wine, that's not a big deal. But if you're buying like a $400 bottle of something and it's got VA, that's like, like at certain price points, I think you lose, I think you're getting into the place where it's like, yeah, this wine should be made without faults. Like you should be able to, you should be like expressing something that like, and, and uh, there is still like room there with like certain things that like, like I think if you spend like four hundred dollars on certain like Italian wines, right? Then maybe there's like mm-hmm. some amount of VA in that. You'd be like, that's still stylistically correct. But if you're buying like a four hundred dollar bottle of like, and that's the problem with say like I've I've had pretty expensive bottles of things like Burgundy, where it's like, yep, there's still some VA going on here. Just a little bit, of, uh, just a little bit of Brett. Like I'd rather, <laughs> I would rather pay this much for wine that's like you know made without these problems. And that's kind of the yeah. The other, and that's kind of true with all faults, right? Like if you're paying a certain amount for wines, you would expect it to be just this really remarkable expression of things that not all wines can do. And that's kind of the other thing about faults, right? All wines can have them. Like 
you don't have to pay a lot of money for like a better version of EA. You're paying a lot of money for like certain terroir and certain seller practices that other places can't afford. Any seller is capable of having VA in their wines. So if that's like an element you like, don't bother spending extra money on like <laughs> more right. expensive VA. I, I, that is a weird way to make that point, but I, I think I stand by it. I don't know what I, I'm, I'm not even entirely sure what I'm just saying there. Um, <laughs> brother, uh, I was also going to just make a quick aside about like <laughs> the Grenache and Pinot comparison you made is like the, just the way that the two grow, like part of the, like, I do think Pinot can express more remarkable things and make standalone wines that are very, like, quantitatively uh, or qualitatively more compelling than, like... Than, quantitatively more compelling. Yeah, quantitatively. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I think Pinot's, like, like elevation above Grenache, I think there is, like, decent reason for it, but I also think there's just a basic market one, which is that, like, there's a lot of Grenache, and Grenache can grow at really high, like, tonnages per acre. But mm -hmm. in warmer climates, then you can really pull Pinot off in, um, in the same way. And that's one of the things that's funny to me about white wines, where, like, the white grape that I would say occupies both the place of uh, Grenache, with maybe not including the blending component of how Grenache works, but certainly, like, mm -hmm. the volumetric component, but then also the climates that it grows in and is grown yeah. in at volume. Like, Chardonnay covers both the wheelhouse of Grenache and Pinot Noir. Where it's like, yeah, there's like an ocean of Chardonnay out there that's like cheap and grown for tonnage. And then there's like really, really, really valuable Chardonnay uh, land and, you know, grown yeah. for, uh, which is, I, you know, I don't know why it was important to me to make that point, but it just occurred to me. So like I wanted to get it in there. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, yep. The other thing I was. Get in there like, like Dog the Bounty Hunter gets uh -huh. inside those motel rooms. Yep. Break the door down. Fucking. Yeah. Just hunting down these lewd, addicted degenerates. Yeah. Wow. Um, other... I thought the whole issue with Quaaludes was that it wasn't, you know, really. No, it is addictive. Like, why would addict? No, 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 addictive. But why? Um. Ah, oh, never mind. I guess people, people who are doing bad things, can uh, have a good time too. You know. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of criminals having a good time. Fuck you. Or just yeah, I won't stand for it. It's no good. Um, I was also... drinking wine that has too much VA in it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. George Soros says, yeah, lock them up. Lock them up. Yeah. Damn, I miss those locker up chants. That shit was fucking yeah. hilarious. I'm, I'm, they love the one, yeah. two, threes. I'm, I'm, where are all the Trumpers out there just so pissed off that he didn't actually put her in jail? Like, or build that wall. Yeah. Well, that's the amount of the wall that's actually, they're actually trying to build. Like, they're just stacking fucking shipping containers, which that was a, <laughs> like, that almost broke my brain when I heard that they were, like, using shipping yeah. containers. And I'm sure that they're shipping yeah. containers that have, like, gone past their viability, maybe. I, yeah. Actually, I don't know that. I don't know why on earth I would give them the benefit of the doubt on that. But, <laughs> like, while the global supply chain was getting all fucked by there not yeah. being enough shipping yeah. containers, and they're like, no, nah, we're going to park these in the fucking desert because yep. fuck Mexico. Yep. Like, God yep. damn it. I don't care if I don't care if the global supply chain buckles and we have like unprecedented like decline in quality of life because we've just gotten so fucking dependent upon the teat of a globalized marketplace where we can ship products to China to have them assembled and then shipped back to us because like we're better at producing the materials here but we can't fucking build a goddamn factory <laughs> and employ people at a living wage to 
put together the fucking Furbies <laughs> that we're giving our goddamn nieces and nephews for Christmas. So we gotta send all that. Just don't you dare talk shit about Furbies. Oh no! I, obviously, I'm not talking shit about the Furbies. I'm talking shit about the supply they chain. Will, they I'm, will come. I'm just concerned for your well-being. They will assemble at night under the full moon, and they'll they'll Furby their way in into your bedroom. And you'll wake it. up. That's probably fine. I've already, I've already I've already secured the bunker tactically against a beanie baby incursion, so I'm not I'm not all that worried. Okay. I, I imagine the technology Furbies have available to them isn't all that different from uh, from what beanie babies are working with. Listen, they can blink. Beanie babies can't blink. Yeah, beanie babies are therefore much more terrifying because they just stare unrelentingly <laughs> into the depths of your soul. <laughs> You just get mystified yes, by a good little, point. like flecks of shiny shit. I guess that's in those beady little eyes that are literally beads. Yeah, and I guess like Furbies, you can run them over with a truck and they'll be destroyed. But Beanie Babies, those things will survive a nuclear holocaust. Yeah, they're a lot of roaches. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, you just mark my words. This whole Ukraine Russia situation was that was manufactured by Big Beanie Baby. They want us yeah. to. They want us to spark a nuclear holocaust and then they know that they'll inherit the earth and it's I feel like people don't say mark my words enough well i'm gonna start saying well, that yeah mark every day mark my words when jesus said the meek shall inherit the earth we went ahead and made the meekest <laughs> fucking toy you could possibly think of and those fuckers are gonna inherit everything yeah it all goes back to the fact that the single most <laughs> valuable beanie baby you can get a hold of is the original run of the princess diana a commemorative beanie baby you don't want the light ones you want the heavy one <laughs> about to look that up that that is 100 percent a real thing i've said a lot of things oh, on no. this particular episode that were not real but that is 110 percent an actual fact but uh quickly to uh go back to uh, something with actual relevance to volatile acidity um the other element to volatile acidity is if it gets away from you and you don't prevent it with topping in barrels. Also, fun fact, if you're a winery that doesn't want to use wine to top and you don't want to like separate out like some barrel or volume that you're going to use to top other wines, instead of topping with wine, and this is not many places do this, and it sounds like a real pain in the ass, but you can top by just uh, taking glass beads, you know, sort of like... Um, say the eyes of beanie babies or the uh th the stones from a moncala board or something like that and you just put those in the barrel and that raises the volume so that you uh don't have any airspace so you just put you know you just put rocks in barrels to to top them that is a method that i've uh, been told is actually one hundred thousand dollars for this fucking <laughs> beanie baby <laughs> uh, yep yeah, if you so if you do actually wind up with VA in your wine and you don't want it to be there, you can use a process called reverse osmosis, which pulls the wine apart. You can go on We've Etsy and buy one for twenty five thousand dollars, one for fifty two thousand dollars, one for fifty thousand, one for ten thousand, eighteen thousand, fifty thousand, one five thousand. That's cheap. Buy that and flip that. Yeah, it's probably wow, not dude. the one that is really valuable. But all right, this one's only five hundred. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, you ever looked into the value of uh, certain Magic the Gathering cards? <laughs> no. Nah. No, I haven't. All right. Well, don't, because that won't be good for you mentally. But, um, uh, but it's pretty funny. Um, so you can reverse osmosis wine to get the VA out. And what reverse osmosis does is it strips the wine apart 
and removes what gets called the permeate and that is uh it is sort of like a it's it deconstructs the wine and you send like the phenolic color uh and flavor qualities one way and you pull out like the water and alcohol and other uh chemical components a different way and then you can treat the permeate and there are different columns that you can hook up to a VA or a, an RO machine, a reverse osmosis machine, to treat for different things. They're di- the, the columns are loaded with difficult, different uh, chemical substrates, and then you can charge those substrates with different things that uh, allow for a chemical bonding reaction to pull the thing that you want out of the wine. And uh, RO machines are sometimes referred to as sweet spotters because one of their major uses is in reducing the alcohol of a wine to hit like a precise place because in regions like say Australia where you grow Shiraz that might be a, you know, or, you know, or in California where you might have Zinfandels with really, really high bricks by the time of harvest where like, you're not able to harvest everything right when you want to. So you wind up with a bunch of stuff that say like 26, 27 bricks, 28, 29 bricks, you make the wine. And then you use a reverse osmosis machine to reduce the alcohol uh, content of the wine. That's one column that you can use, pulls alcohol out. Another one that you can use, um, and actually with that one, I'm not even sure if it's a column. You just sort of like pull the alcohol out and then like reduce the amount of alcohol in the permeate. Uh, And I don't know the exact like structure of that. But with VA, you can pull the permeate out, treat it in a column that will bind out the acetic acid and then you can reintroduce the permeate to the wine problem is va is very very hard on wine and it breaks apart the uh chains of tannin and uh polyphenol compounds that the polymerization of those compounds both in the barrel is really important to like the structure of the wine before you put it in a bottle but then the overall polymerization of those same compounds in bottle is basically the purpose of aging wine so what ROing does to wine essentially truncates the process that you want the wine to go through after you've like initially made it and fermented it and gotten it through primary and you know if it's like red wine or wine that you want to go through malolactic fermentation through secondary fermentation so it's a very it it can be a very damaging process to the wine and sort of the earlier you can do it the better but usually if you're trying to deal with va it's because the wine's already been in barrel for a while so then it knocks the wine back so it's something that winemakers tend to not want to talk about having done um because it's a pretty invasive uh project that said it is something that uh, absolutely happens with you know it's not happening all the time to every it's not like every wine you drink is going to have had that done to it and if you're drinking a wine that doesn't have va it doesn't mean that they had to use ro to rein the va in but it is this is like we're having this whole conversation as though like va either happens or it doesn't to wines there are technologies to deal with va if it happens so you know the just like the real stinger on this and I, I i don't have names i don't i'm not trying to like call anyone out but i can say with pretty you know like just because someone's making like natural wine or saying that wine is natural doesn't mean certain things like that have never been done to it and there are like all of these presumptions in like wine or what wine <sighs> like people want to make wine that's good and if you like a wine great that's the point if it has a little bit of VA, that's not the end of the world. If it has no VA, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, these things are like, 
People make wine. It is like made. And the less making that gets done to a wine, the more authentic, in big scare quotes, a wine is. Really, that just means that people are doing their best to deliver something that communicates what they envision the terroir of where that wine comes from to be or what that type of grape is or like they're trying to make something that communicates something uh special and unique and non-transferable and um being able to navigate things like things that are flaws uh being able to navigate them and kind of put them in context can help you be aware of that and enjoy wines more without expecting them or needing them to be a certain thing um yeah, I'm not really sure if there's a, a super good point to what I just said. Duh. I think the point is that there's a Pikachu, Illustri- <laughs> Pikachu Illustrator card that sold for $5.3 million. <laughs> there's only 41 of them ever made. And they were they were given as the, given to the winners of the 1997-1998 Koro Koro Comic Promo Contests. So, um... So yes. So so, so yeah. that's I think that's the world you live in, folks. And hey, <laughs> we can't tell you how to deal with that. We can't tell you what that means because we don't know. And maybe no one's supposed to know. And that's okay, I guess. It's gonna have to be because a fucking Blastoise card can sell for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And I'm like, hey, like a first series Blastoise, uh, like a like a like an original. Yeah, like a. I think it's like a. It's just like a normal uh, one uh, from the first generation of Pokemon. A pound zero zero nine slash one six five R commissioned presentation Galaxy Star hologram, Blastoise to be specific. Oh yeah, no, okay. I thought you were talking about like this is like a Blastoise from the original like run of Pokemon back in like the when the trade yeah, cards first came out. Oh well, yeah. I think I had one of this those. This card though is a rare two of a kind variant. Oh yeah, no, I didn't have. I didn't. So yeah. Mm. There you go. Dude, like trading, like cards and stamps and shit are so fucking this dumb. This is a fun like, reversal. Oh, I feel like I'm usually the one who goes down a rabbit hole like that while we're recording. Here's, fu- <laughs> here's fucking, oh, look, it's the stamp, but the guy's head's upside down. I guess it'll be worth $5 million. Like, well, who gives a shit? It can't be legal, but do you do you think you could look up, what do you think, what do you think, like, buying Quaaludes right now would cost? Um, Like, I don't know. So, like, is, are Quaaludes more or less valuable than the princess diana beanie baby um because there was a there was a news report i would assume wouldn't they be they'd probably be expired by now well so that's the thing i like saw this news report about like a time capsule that got dug up somewhere in uh somewhere in the u.s (laughs) and it had a jar of quaaludes in it for some reason i also had like i think like hustler magazines from back in the like 70s or something like it was clearly somebody Mm -hmm. as a bit put a bunch of shit in this time capsule that they shouldn't have but the quaaludes were like sent to a lab and the lab was like no yeah they're so good um (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna destroy them totally we're definitely gonna destroy these yeah so wow well (laughs) hey you know i do love knowing that uh people that people have paid more for certain pokemon cards than like like by orders of magnitude than wines that we would both i don't know i feel like we wouldn't do anything like really egregious to get the chance to try but that you know we like would like to be like nice yeah yeah no i think i've come around there's certain wines like uh like like Jacques Salos and those other like wines where it's like they've just gone to I was telling somebody the other day they've just gone to like expensive land and yeah. I'm like okay that's just like essentially like the farm upstate yeah that I'm like you know what that's that's okay yeah I maybe you'll get to try those wines maybe I won't get to try those wines 
but like either way like it's it's fine like i just in my head i like have them as like i know that they exist and that they're probably very 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 good and they're singular but like all right cool like yep there's a lot of other shit too so well, you just start spending a lot of time at like goodwills and antique shops and yeah. thrift shops trying to find yeah, yeah. rare beanie babies and then maybe you'll be able to afford them that's true yeah that's a great fucking point dude yeah. Oh man, I'm falling asleep. All right, any last, uh, any last final words for the folks at home? Um, in all seriousness, don't nice. do quaaludes, and don't get Even if you could find them. Don't, yeah. But if you do find them, please reach out. Uh, but also subscribe to CorkTaint.com uh, or cork Patreon.com/slash CorkTaint. Um, but uh, beyond that, uh, don't get vaccines you don't need or more vaccines than you do need, but do get the vaccine that you need. I am also frustrated by how everyone's just referring to it as the vaccine when we all know that there are lots of vaccines that you should be getting, particularly uh, if you are... Uh, sexually active because HPV is no joke um, which I realize people might think I was only going to make jokes in this voice but quite genuinely there are many vaccines that uh, responsible adults should have uh, including your tetanus booster especially if you work nice. around yep. rusty nails <laughs> Folks, thank you. Thank you. Follow us at at K-O-R-K-T-I-N-T. At Cork Taint. Yep. Um, uh, Patreon.com slash Cork Taint. C-O-R-K-T-A-I-N-T. Correct. Yes. Also, it's in the link of our our bio on our Instagram page. Uh, Reach out to us. Tell us... uh, what you hate about us. Yeah. What no, you love look, about if us. If you are... How you want us to if die. If you are involved in the production of Where the Crawdads Sing, I genuinely want to talk to you. Because, um, look, if you were just like if you were just like a grip... Come on the show. You know, like a union, you know, worker, I totally get it. But yep. if you, like, wrote that or wrote that book um, or were involved in several of the creative decisions that were made when adapting that book to a screenplay, I... Uh, I would like to know why, because I am a lunatic. I'm out of my mind, and uh, I want you to have to suffer through a conversation with me. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, folks. Uh, That's it. I got nothing else. Cool. Okie dokie. Well, you know. All right. Hey, if you want to know what the, uh, if you want to know what winery's name got edited over at the beginning of this episode... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go ahead and subscribe to the Petrus tier on <laughs> patreon.com yeah learn yeah. all of our secrets <laughs> yeah all right see you guys we love you very much <laughs>